Yes, indeed. Only in New Orleans, baby. It's your boy Wild Wayne. It goes Trumbo Shorty. Big one, we made it. We made it. Oh yeah, baby, we are back at it again with a new episode of Wild Wayne Unchained. Big thank you to everybody out there, man, that has been tuning into the podcast. Uh, we're calling it Podcast Life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I am your boy, Wild Wayne. Shout out to the world with my co-pilot. Me, man, Sean Royal. Yes, indeed, from Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury, baby, Shrew, you know where but I'm from. But from the 7th Ward. Yeah, yeah, by way of the 7th <laughs> Ward, uh, last podcast. But uh, if you've heard the last podcast, you will know that some things were revealed, you know? Yeah, and if you have not listened to podcast number two and three, it was extremely great conversation with Mia Axton. We talked about culture and we talked about the seven ward and we talked about food and we talked about her musical career which is incredible uh but she's just an incredible person period so big salute to her you know that's my cousin right yeah i know i know it's your cousin uh go back to podcast too if you want to hear that whole story uh but now we're on podcast four uh big high five to everybody out there that has subscribed or downloaded or maybe told people about the Wild Wayne Unchained podcast. So we're talking about some really cool stuff. Um, we're always going to incorporate or weave New Orleans into what we're talking about because that's where we base that, period. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, it's a no-brainer. Without the cuisine and without the culture, there, there would be no us. So we, it's it's our duty to get it out to the world. It's our duty to, hey, here we go, and this is what we're going, and this is what we're going through. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at the metrics, you know, and some of the analysis of, the data we get, shout out to our folks in Spain. We got some Spain listeners. Whoa. We got some Canadian listeners. Come on. We got uh, California and all across the United States. A lot of Texas listeners. So uh, I don't know if that's surprising or not because, you know, a lot of folks migrated, we'll say, to, to Texas post-Katrina. Uh, but we're here, man. So we're international. We're international. We're okay. international. Okay. All right. So today, this podcast is going to um, talk about some really interesting lifestyle things yeah yeah and yeah. uh you know we started just with this really cool idea to talk about like uh what has been happening as a trend in new orleans and across the country with uh premier hand rolled cigars and also premier whiskeys scotches and bourbons a little place on one of the oldest roads in new orleans and one of the oldest roads in all of america uh, a place called Whiskey and Sticks. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, when, when we decided to take the field trip, you know, we said, well, we're just not going to go to Whiskey and Sticks. We're going to go down and we're going to get the history of Whiskey and Sticks. We're going to get the history of Bayou Road. We're going to encompass everything. We're going to give you guys something that, that I know you guys are going to enjoy. You know, from, from the expertise of Miss Kelda Summers, right, who's right. a proprietor of Whiskey and Sticks, along with her husband, Ken Jones, to the liquors, to my man actually trying to hand roll a cigar. And I suck. <sighs> I'm willing to put, I suck. <sighs> but but it was it was a learning experience for me. 
but we, we wanted to give the story uh, a little more depth. You mm-hmm. know, this conversation we're having with you guys that are listening right now, we didn't just want to talk about rolling uh, hand 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 rolled cigars or or just drinking those whiskeys like it was important to, to get a little more texture to the story right so right. we talked to miss beverly mckenna whoa and uh i call her kind of the keeper of culture yes because uh she yes. has some important roles in uh in preserving what has become uniquely new orleans one being a newspaper which is uh the tribune right and also she has Two African American museums. Two? Yes, two. One is downtown on Esplanade, um, the Musée des FPC, or in street vernacular, the Museum of uh, Free People of Color, <laughs> and at uptown, the McKenna Museum of African American Art. And I thought both of those were really important, and coupled with the fact that she's a, uh, you know, she's a businesswoman. She owns some properties over on Bayou. Yeah, she, she's the landlord, correct? Yeah, she's a landlord. She got them straightened up. Now that's that's the whole Bayou Road. Is that a section of Bayou Road, or is that? Uh, you know, it's a section of Bayou Road right now, but you know, when it originally came to be, it was a much longer strip of land. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and jump into it because we're gonna color this whole story. Okay. It's not just about whiskey and sticks, and cigars and bourbon. Let's bless the world with a little little history. There you go. I'm with it. Let's go ahead and jump into this right now. Podcast four. We're talking Bayou Road. Just got a speakeasy. Can you even imagine a world with no Mardi Gras Indians? No Philly Gumbo. No Fats Domino or DJ Jubilee? How about this one? No second lines on a Sunday. Well... There may not have even been a New Orleans had it not been for the good old Mississippi River having such an unruly spirit. Why? Well, because roughly 4,300 years ago, long before a tricentennial celebration was ever even thought of, the lady that we call the Mississippi River decided she wanted to change her direction. Ladies, you know how it is. Like when you have a hot night out on the town plan and you keep changing and changing and changing that outfit until you get it just right. Well, in changing her direction, the Mississippi River created what's called an alluvial plain, a huge deposit of nothing but silt, sand, and dirt that accumulated but formed a raised strip of land, which would later be called the Esplanade Ridge. Now that ridge was used as a portage, which is French meaning to carry. This portage was the primary thoroughfare for the transfer of goods that were shipped from all around the world. They came straight up through the Gulf of Mexico into Lake Pontchartrain and finally through Bayou St. John. These goods were carried by the Native Americans and early colonists. They traveled up Bayou Road and ultimately to the area known as the French Quarters. Bayou Road is one of the oldest roads in America and the oldest road in the city that came to be New Orleans. This is what they sing in the Big Easy. We party from dusk to dawn and up to work in the morning sharing our culture, our city everywhere we go. And New Orleans, whoa. 
You know, to start the show, it's very important to find out about Bayou Road itself. So we brought in uh, a very influential and important woman in New Orleans. We got Miss Beverly McKenna. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Uh, we are really good. Uh, I figured that we could reach out to you because uh, I know you obviously have the newspaper, which is right around the corner from here in the African American Museum. And then you have a second museum as well. Uptown. Um, but I knew that you'd be able to tell us a little bit about this street because uh, there was a time where it was just a pass-through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point, it's got some color and some vibrancy and you know well, there's new facades and you know there's a number of great things going on so tell us about this this street and what you know about it well first of all you may not know but Bayou Road is said to be the oldest street in the city of New Orleans okay and I find it most interesting and I was drawn to it uh, because if it's multicultural mm-hmm then you can get multicultural businesses and people. Right, because people, no, because they've been here. People of color, free people of color going back over 200 years. Right. The Native Americans, these people always, they traveled here, they mm-hmm. lived here, uh, they were part of this community. Right. So that says what? We are part of we it. We are part, part of, it. of it. And that's the big thing for me. Like, we have culture here, and mm-hmm. everybody talks about the food and mm-hmm. the music and the people uh, and they get people to come from around the world to come and visit New Orleans but they don't always reference the fact that we were uh, the architects of this we it was built on our backs but absolutely. we're not always a part of it so it's important for us once again to control the narrative absolutely you know my favorite African proverb is until the lion writes his own story the tale of the hunt will always glorify the, hunt. the hunter so that's the reason why I think Everything we do is anchored in that proverb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That proverb. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about a, a sampling of some of the businesses on this trip. Oh, we have a variety of businesses, and people like them. They can come. Uh, first of all, where we're here, we're here at Whiskey and Six. People love it. Uh, next door, Coco Hut, which is a they're the oldest business on the street in this particular group of businesses. Next door is um, Egos which is a uh, gentleman's spot. And then you still have what, community bookstores? Community bookstores at the other end. They've been here. They're one of the mm-hmm. oldest ones, businesses here too. They were here before Katrina. Then there's um, the Half Shell. Uh, With Mark Lowers? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Mark, yeah. Um, there's also a very unique shop, very, very unique called Material Life. And they feature artifacts, art, uh, and artifacts, vintage art and artifacts from around the world. Right. And then you even have what, an a Asian restaurant? Across uh, the street. You mm-hmm. have uh, a reggae club? Oh, the reggae club has been here. Oh, that has really been here. The club the Caribbean? Ones. Oh, yes, they got us started. So everybody has new ideas, new directions, uh, new things that they're adding. They're adding, they're adding. And that was Miss Beverly McKenna. Man, she is wonderful. She is a darling. But can we get to some whiskey and cigars? Yeah, I, I'm trying to learn how to, how to roll some cigars and drink some premium whiskey. I'm trying to be like you, bro. Well, let's head over to Whiskey and Sticks and see what's happening.
very special guest today is a radio veteran icon around New Orleans representing for the, the females of radio, but just great broadcasters in general. I have Miss Kelda Summers. How are you? I'm Kelda great. Summers Jones, pardon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's, it's exciting times. Yeah, this is wonderful. I mean, I'm so excited for you. You talk about legends. Man, you were on radio when I was a little girl, which means that was like the Stone Age wait, or something. Wait up a minute. <laughs> wait up a minute. So, so today on the podcast, my, my co-pilot, Sean Roy, ready to rock and roll. I was like, I want to dedicate this show to you. Oh, right? man. Well, thank, it's, you. It's, thank you. It's my boy. We've thank been you. down for a very long time. Yes. Uh, for, I said 30 plus years last 30 time. Plus, 30 like plus. 40 plus years? Yes, wow. we did some calculations and a we went back. And 40 years. 40 years wow. we've been uh, partners in crime. We've been uh, thick as thieves. We, uh, we got some stories. We got some stories. <laughs> we ain't telling them all on this podcast, though. <laughs> uh, this podcast is dedicated to uh, culture, cuisine, and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I started a certain way, but every passing day... Since we launched the first podcast, episode one, the feedback is this is what our city needs mm -hmm. because I'm posting it on every post now, hashtag control the narrative. We have to tell our story. So it's great for him. And he's been along for the ride. I'm talking about Sean. Um, but we have to document these things because I feel like there's there's a space where they don't really want to tell our story so much. Or, they, or when they tell it, it's incorrect. Or it's unimportant. Or, or right, or it's shoved to the back. It's very important mm -hmm. for people out there, and it's very important that it's done correctly. Right. So I, I wanted to dedicate this show to him because he always, man, I'm going to the cigar bar. Or let me tell you about this new whiskey. Right. And I was always like, man, I don't know what he's talking about because I don't smoke cigars, and I drink white normally. I don't well, normally drink brown. So I was like... I want to go into his world. Yes. Like, and, and I knew that you had a new business. I want to support your business. I thought this would be a good marriage on the show for everyone. Right. Uh, I've, I've taken on this lifestyle a few few years ago because I say a lifestyle because it, it was a change. You and I you and I ran the streets for years, and, and we've had our, our beverage of choice. And we as I got just, we were just older, grimy though. Right. Just straight <laughs> grimy. Right. And as I got older, my taste changed. Okay. And when my taste changed, I realized that certain liquors don't agree with me. Okay. So okay. so I went on a mission to find something that really appeals to me. Or did it make palate. you not agree with other people? Well, that that's another topic <laughs> for another show. But uh yeah, that that that's correct. See, some whiskey, some liquors have you out of out of character. Mm -hmm. And I found that, you know, when I have me a good whiskey, a good bourbon, mm -hmm. or a good scotch, you know, I, I, I tend to fall back and I analyze things differently. I sort of slow down. Right. You know, and, and I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. You know, so 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 that's where we at today. Whiskey, whiskey and, and sticks. sticks. Whiskey and sticks. We mentioned mm -hmm. Kelda, but we didn't mention exactly where we were. And today we're at Whiskey and Sticks. Uh, you've been open for about a half a year now. Five, five months, exactly. Uh, and it has been phenomenal so far. Um, of course, you, Miss uh, McKenna, who is um, instrumental in putting together a whole bunch of wonderful African-American, black-owned businesses mm -hmm. on this street. We were at 2513 Bayou Road. Um, you know, we just sort of fit into this whole little um, 
it's a little feeling. microcosm it's, of, yeah, of businesses. It is an experience, right? right? When you come to Bayou Road, um, it sort of takes you back to the history of this place. Well, along this route back in those days, it was primarily businesses, free people of color, mm-hmm. who owned the businesses right. on this street. So you could imagine walking down this street and you would come across a, uh, a restaurant where folks could get really good food. You would come across uh, maybe a place where men would have their, you know, hair done or their 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 haircut and you know that shoes shined and that sort of thing and you might run across a speakeasy a speakeasy right speakeasy. so you'd run maybe across a brothel too hey that might be my next... a couple brothels <laughs> <around> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> may have explanation i fall i mean it's the, it's the oldest profession right but you would you would come across the speakeasy and you know you might have an issue with getting in because we don't know who you are so you, there might be a knock or a special password mm-hmm. or something like that hence the doorbell at the correct. door so when you come to Whiskey and Six, you have to ring the bell to come in. It doesn't. It does. Do you have to have a password or something? No, but we do have memberships, and members have keys. Ah. And so if you notice, there's also a key thing. You just wave your key by the door, and you're, I'm gonna need you one can of those. walk. Yeah, I'm gonna need I'll, one I'll of talk those to you about memberships. It's really a good thing. But that was the whole idea of what we wanted to bring to to this area. Um, and then, of course, you know, the liquor and the cigars. That is sort of a a lifestyle thing now. That's very very important. And I, I get the growing. feeling you, you were saying speakeasy. I get that feeling when I walk in here. Mm-hmm. This this is an inviting place. Thank you. This, this is this is warmth. You come in here, you can take your jacket off, you can have a seat, and you can relax. Right. What's going on on the other side of the door doesn't bother. Right. Us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, this is a departure from 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 the rat race. Right. You know, when I walked in here the first time, I was like, man, I'm home. Yes. You know, I, I am I am where I want to be. And what's really cool about the space is, you know, there are a lot of whiskey bars and cigar bars, and they're so pretentious. It's like, oh, you know, we've got to have the, you know, 800-year-old whatever. But really, when you come to Whiskey and Sticks, you know, you could just say, look, give me some brown, you know. I'm drinking brown today. Right, what right. do you have? And and we we try to learn with our guests. Like if you want to learn about some whiskeys, you want to try something, we let you try it. Mm. You know, of course you're not gonna try it. You ain't gonna try the whole oh, bottle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you get your sip. You get your but you yeah, milk. you come in and you say, oh, you know, I heard about that Japanese whiskey. I want to try that. You but know? you know, that's interesting that you say uh, your atmosphere is is not pretentious. Because we did some homework before we came. Because I, like I said, I was a complete, here we go. I was a complete novice. Here we go. No, 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 no. Not a bad thing. Uh, but it was a wide variety of types of places, but none fit this mold. Uh-huh. So you did have the high end, the hoity-toity we do? ones, and mm-hmm. then you had some that were kind of almost clubbish, mm-hmm. like you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. "Don't stop, get it, get it." Right, like right. you had a variety of different. <laughs> Uh, types of cigar bars, but once again, none fit this mold. Right. So, uh, no, it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, you She's know. Like, Here we go. We no. and again, you know. But the, you got to be different. Y- you can't be cookie cutter like everybody else, right? And we weren't. Det- we weren't deliberate in being different. Why? What we were deliberate be deliberately in. Deliberately different. We were deliberate in. We were consistent in what we like, okay. my right. husband and I, okay. what we like to do, what we wanted to offer. You know, my husband would have people come over to the house and drink up all of his good liquor, right? All With no charge. Free. <laughs> all the liquor. Smoke up all the cigars. Free. Right, Smoke right, up all right. the cigars. And not to mention he has a, you know, he is of this lifestyle. So it's a very, it could be a very expensive lifestyle. So I'm like, you know what? 
why not have a business where I could supply my husband with his vices, supply my friends with their vices, and enjoy enjoy myself at the same time? Which I, is I explained that to people. I said, look, you know, uh, they asked me about the cigars, and they said, man, I want to learn how to smoke cigars. I want to get interested in cigars. The first thing I tell them is it is not an inexpensive, I don't use the word cheap, it's not an inexpensive habit. It's not. You know, if, if this is the path you want to go down, you know, believe me, it's going to cost you some nickels. Mm-hmm. So what, you know? what is like uh, maybe an entry-level cigar, maybe a mid-range, maybe a high-end, and what differentiates those? You, you mean price-wise or name-wise? I mean, I don't want a name drop, but price-wise, you can get into a good cigar, an entry-level cigar for five, six dollars. Yeah, six, seven bucks, you know, and and even less than that if it's, you know, you can get specials, which I would suggest anybody that's just starting to smoke, you know, go to the cigar places and look for the little bag specials. Sometimes you get five cigars. Samplers. And then you you can see, and we'll go in a little bit about how to choose which cigars you want to smoke, but, you know, just go in and pick a sampler out and then just you know, learn how to smoke it. That's all. Really, the key is knowing how to smoke it. Because if you don't know how to smoke it, yeah, you know, we're going to get sick. On our little field trip we had, you will get sick, sir. I damn near coughed the lung up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was explaining to you, like you said, you just referenced our field trip. I was explaining to you that, you know, it's all about choice. It's all about personal taste. You know, you don't want to, like, like, like you like to cook. You know, you didn't start cooking red beans. You started frying an egg first. Right? You started small, then you worked your way up. So same thing with cigars. You want to start light uh-huh. or what we call mild mm-hmm. and work your way up to full flavor. You know, medium being somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Right. And, and with those, you get your different wrappers that we have here in front of us. And you mm-hmm. have your different uh, fillers and you have your different binders, which Miss Kelder is we'll going to be so it. happy to we're show gonna, us. We're going to actually uh, have a, a rolling 101 yeah. uh, right here. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention was like flavors. Uh-huh. Like, you know, before I started kind of looking into the whole cigar movement per se, like I just thought it was just cigar flavor. Mm-hmm. But then I was, I listened to a couple of other podcasts. I heard like, one was a barbecue flavor. Yeah. The one that I tried the other night was a key lime, yeah. which I thought was really good. I love citrus and I love sour, but it was, it was an entry level. So it, it was a, a mild, it was a mild uh, cigar. And my take on flavor, my take on flavor is get your cocktail flavored or, you know, there's certain flavors that I'm not going to worry about. Like if it's a, if it's a key lime, I, it's not for you. I, yeah, I okay. don't think. But I might try a cinnamon because it's gonna, you know, be spicy yeah, on your on your mouth. It'll enhance the flavor. Right. Yeah, and of the cigar itself, mm-hmm. um, a vanilla because I like the, the smell of it. There's, I have a chocolate one that we we have and that's it's also really the popular. Aroma when it burns, right? And when you when you're like buying it, you get to smell it. And I'll let you smell some of okay. those. They're they're very good. But I'm just not gonna go too far on the on the flavored. We get a lot of people that like the flavored. The ladies prefer the flavored a lot because it's. It's, they're usually milder right. cigars. So you mentioned the uh, flavors being very attractive to women. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to a question about, I've noticed a lot of women like cigars now. Yeah, sexy, uh, isn't it? Very, because there was a time when it was so taboo where women didn't smoke cigars. Well, at least not in public. Yeah. Uh, but now you got 
groups of women that go and meet and smoke Sisters cigars. of the Leaf, it's a group of ladies that they, they go around and they smoke. Are there, and they are hardcore. Like, they, they look for the elusive cigars, you yes. know, the okay. Opus Xs and all of those. They look for those, and they what, are what, serious. What changed? Um, I think, you know, we're, we're just... We like what we like, you know. More liberated? Is it because maybe women are making more money or, or I think, more I independence think, or what? I think it, the stigma attached to, you know, smoking and all of that stuff is just lifted. I don't think there's a big issue with it. Um, you know, most ladies were smoking the little cigars and they had the little cigar, what do you call those, little holders Let's and things like weed. that. And the weed. <laughs> well, there was <laughs> when you smoke with your pinky up. Um, but yeah, I think I think that stigma has gone away, and okay. I think women realize that there are some men out there that think a woman smoking a cigar is is a sexy thing. Okay. A la Monica Lewinsky, the whole cigar so thing I with her. That right. I think right. that also right. added culturally to the whole, yeah, you know, mystique about. Yeah. Well, she didn't smoke it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. And, you and know. Like you were saying, you were saying but that, that put a little women, sexuality on it. You said more women are smoking cigar. It, it, it's a lifestyle. Okay. I, I keep referring back to that because it's it, it's a lifestyle. Uh, you used to see cigars at celebrations. You used to see cigars right, at, at birth right, of kids right, or right. at weddings. You know that would, would be the only time you would see someone puffing a cigar. Or somebody that just had big opulence and had made a bazillion dollars. I got a fat yeah. stogie, but it's no, my, my grandfather smoked a cigar every day. But, so we're here at Whiskey and Sticks. Now, we, we talked about the cigar portion, and later on we're going to get into the whiskey portion. Mm-hmm. But tell me, tell me, how do they tie in? How do they go hand in hand? Because when you see someone with a cigar, their other hand normally has... A lot of times. A, a scotch, a whiskey, or bourbon. Mm-hmm. Or cognac. Or cognac. Cognac. Or cognac. We have uh, people, the ladies now, they come in, they're drinking uh, red wines with their uh, cigars. There's actually a, a, a wine that is a cigar blend. Wine. It's called Cigar Zin, okay. Cigar Zinfandel, okay. and it's made especially to be paired with cigars. Enhance the flavor. Very heady, yes, mm-hmm. very ha- uh, heavy and, 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 you know, very flavorful, very plummy, which adds to that whole tobacco taste in your mouth. So... I mean, I think uh, the the marriage of those two is probably more to the the leisurely. Okay, after dinner, like people would have an after dinner smoke and an after dinner drink, mm-hmm. um, and I think that kind of morphed into let's do the after dinner cigar and let's do the after dinner bourbon. Okay. That's gotcha. I think that's how that morphed. I don't, I'm not sure, but that's kind of and then people too. You say if if you say oh it's you know you're gonna get a scotch and a cigar and it becomes trendy. That's the kind of thing I think people, you know, yeah, we, we follow. Tend to cling to trendy they things. follow up on that. And then I think too, if you're gonna have a drink with a cigar, you you have to have something with a little bite to it because you'll lose the flavor of the beverage, right? Gotcha. So if you're gotcha. drinking it with a, a rose, you're not even gonna, you know, the, the flavor of the cigar isn't gonna enhance the taste of the rose, it's gonna overpower right, it. Right, right, so right. it just makes sense to marry it with a heavier, you know, the browns. Gotcha. So, so speaking of cigars, where does a cigar get its flavor? Where does a cigar pick up its taste, ristics? What you're going to really concern yourself with is the filler, because that is where most of the flavor of the cigar is, now, right? Now, the filler, that's, that's... That's what's inside of the... That's the insides of the cigar, right? Okay. So you've got... And I cut one open for you to see. I'd wrapped this one earlier. And... So basically, the stuff that's inside, I smell that. 
that's where all of your flavor is, right? Because you, you can smell how deep that is, right. right? Smell it. These are these are filler leaves that haven't that you're gonna use to wrap your first cigar, Wayne. So all of your leaves, your filler leaves, you're gonna get them all nice and tight in there to bind it as the first little, you now, know, kind of holding fill, it together. Now your is filler this leaves left. are they are they are they cut or are they twisted? How? how? You're, we're going to twist together. them, okay. so we're, we're and there's different ways that you do it. People use the individual roll. They just use the grab a bunch and, mm-hmm. you know, and them. Okay. put them together. Um, and this is going to hold them together. Are there cigars that they use where they mix fillers? Of course, yes, okay. definitely. And when you're That's making your... The blend, right? Yes. The blend. And okay. when you're making your own cigars, I suggest you do that. Play with the different blends. Now, you know, it, to get the leaves, you, I use an online service. Um, it is is aleafonly.com and you can go there and they have I mean all sorts of leaves. Well, let's roll one. All right, let's roll one. I've heard that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already I've, <laughs> I've already done what I'm gonna give you a couple of leaves here. These are okay. uh, filler leaves. Again the Dominican. Like like, you want to do a couple? School age project yeah so you You're know arts and crafts here <laughs> <laughs> now the idea with these leaves um okay. is you want to make them tight like you're gonna do a bunch so of like different well i would i would roll them you can roll them okay so you're rolling from the outer edge in yeah roll them from the outer edge in all right we're gonna try this these are in the way and long ways right because we want the length of the cigar if you rolled it this way you're gonna have pretty short cigar so you're doing pretty good you 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 rolled something yeah before. it looks like he knows uh, what he's uh, doing then don't worry about the ends for now yeah look just like you're rolling have you ever rolled your daughter's hair no Oh. I just put it in a ponytail. All right. Well, don't do easier. that. So we're rolling. We're rolling the filler. This is the filler. This is, is going to go on the, the inside. Part of the cigar. Correct. Which, the cigar, which, uh, which, which actually gives us our flavor. Correct. I stink okay. at this. Can we just smoke it? Well, no. Now, so I'm, now, I've rolled this, a couple Michelle. for you. Tell yeah. me this. I'm going to smoke it. The, the, way the, you roll the, the way you roll the filler, mm-hmm. you want to roll... What end first? Because That's I understand that one end gives you more flavor than the other. So we're rolling these lengthwise. So, you know. What you're going to do is when you're orienting this to be bound, that's what you're going to be concerned about how you orient it to be bound. Does that make sense? So you're going to want to make sure the top or the tips of the leaves are at the base end of your cigar, the burn end of your cigar. What are normal lengths of cigars? I know it comes in all different sizes, but like what's the average small one to like a really long Personally, one? personally, I like a cigar that's about five and a half to six inches. Okay. That gives you about an hour smoke. Okay. Uh, roughly an hour smoke. You have cigars that go up to seven, even longer than that, and that's an hour and a half, maybe two hour smoke. Mm-hmm. It also depends on the ring gauge. The, the, the circumference, the width, the circumference. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thicker the cigar, of course, the longer it's going to take you to smoke. Right. But also, the thicker the cigar, that means the more filler you're going to inhale, and it's going to give it maybe more nicotine. Hey, there you go. Right, right. There you go. So, All right, you know, looking good there. Th- He's just holding that, that thing. Does, do you get like, kind of tired of smoking it after a while? <laughs> no, not if you so enjoy long. cigar smoking. You're going to hold on to that. Well, that, that's your that's your escape time. <laughs> that, that's that's my time away. I never have escape time. You know, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. that's why when you come to a place like Whiskey and Sticks, you come to Whiskey and Sticks, to you get your cigar and you can relax. You know, it's not it, it's my time away. There's no judging. There's there's no speed. 
This is my time to do what I want to do. So it's enjoyment. It's a lifestyle. You can't rush a cigar. I need to incorporate this. No, into you my cannot. Life. Yeah, and again, once you learn how to wrap, you'll have more of a, an appreciation for the types of uh, leaves and that sort of thing that you're using. So, so you cut the. Uh, I've already cut the you one. Or the wrapper. I've cut you oh, a. You Here's your here's your binder. What I did was I'm taking out the vein out of the middle. That's just going to make it easier to wrap your cigar, right? Like so you have one already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, that's, that's, that's exactly that's it. You, you, like I <laughs> said previously, you. you've rolled something before. <laughs> I just roll the dice every yeah, time right. I walk out my house. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're using a little cutting device called a chaveta. It looks like it's something from an Aztec warrior or something. Listen, you could use a pizza cutter. Oh. You could use a pair of scissors. Um, I just got this because it was cute. Okay. And um, nice. I wanted to look like I knew what I was doing. Now tell me the name of that. that Chaveta. Chaveta. Now there's a few little nuances with wrapping a cigar that you you, you know. But right for right now, we're not gonna worry about that. This is your first one. You're okay. just gonna take your time. So you're gonna take your finger, mm -mm, oh, mm -hmm. put your finger in there, lay a little bit on the corner of that. This is like when you're cooking and use egg wash to bind That is your correct. Food look at you. So that your uh, your little yeah. thing when it gets heated, it can. Create yeah. a little chemical reaction. To, there you go. We're going to put a little bit of cuisine in here. We're going to yeah. slide it in somewhere. Now, look, you got your, put your cigar kind of at, an, at a little angle there. Like that? Yeah. Okay. And then start your start your wrap. The thing is, your, your binder does have to, I mean, you, yeah, it has to be pliable. So if it isn't moist enough, you may find cracks and that sort of thing in there. And that's part of pretty much why you're going to have your wrapper. To, you know, you're, you're doing that tight? Yeah. Yeah, he's got, got it. He's got it. He's got it. So you're gonna grab that last little piece of. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, and some and of that, and let's try to close that up. We're gonna cut that part off a little bit too. So, all right, just for us. Now, what's in this this little glue? That is a pectin glue. It doesn't have any acid or anything in it. So it's, it's very natural. Vegetables. Mm -hmm. yeah, vegetable Fruit pectin. and vegetable. Yeah, yeah, very natural. All right, so there's. Look at your first little basic cigar. Hey! <laughs> You can literally smoke that if you wanted to right now. And then we're going to do something that's unusual. We're going to cut both ends because we want them to be uniform. Traditionally, you wouldn't do that. You're going to cut your, um, you're going to make your own cap or whatever you and top it off. On, Correct. On we're not going to do that because that's a lot more the cap work. made for packaging so you don't damage the end you want to smoke. It, look at you, man. So, like so I now I want you to. Create my own little band to put on exactly. here. Like you, now you're ready Wild for band. Wayne Unchained Band cigars. You could. All right. Yes, normally you would let it sit for a little bit. You could put it in your mold and so is that like an aging, a little, a little more aging drying out. Because yeah, yes. because yes. your your leaves here are gonna be kind of moist. They're moist. Right. You still have your um your pectin there <coughs> that needs to dry. And that's when that's when the humidors come in, correct? That's, yes. That's when we have to have our. What exactly is a humidor? I know it's a a case that they store. A closet. A closet that's set at a certain temperature. So is there a certain moisture level that yeah. they need in yeah. the air with exactly. the humidors? Exactly. I, I just thought that well, the more cigars humidors seem like humidity. Yeah, the more cigars you have in a humidor, you, you, you're you going to dial it into the correct temperature you have. Okay. You know, I, I don't have uh, an industrial-sized humidor like they have here. So I set my humidor somewhere around 72 degrees. 72, okay. that's correct. And, that keeps and then you have to smoking. keep it with like a distilled water, you know, just to make sure that it 
it's um, because this is an investment. Cigars, cigars get expensive. But if you wanted to do a flavored cigar, you can do something like um, I have a spray actually that I use. Um, Ah, um, I've had I've have oils in there so like you have um i use vanilla and you know just so it doesn't make it soggy no like the it's a very light spray but the way that it. you should do flavoring is really infused you don't infused. you don't want to dip it you want to like sit it in an environment with whatever it is you're okay. trying to and flavor it, soak it. it up. okay right gotcha. naturally like gotcha. you know so the, we wouldn't add it to the to, to the to the actual i mean some people do that but that just messes the leaf, with the flavor of it. after the cigar is rolled we yeah. would then uh, right. Infuse it. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Right. All right. What's so, our next, so our next step is the final step. So yeah, and do it sort of at an angle there. Oh, so God. you, oh, yeah. Angle. All right. Gotcha. And look what we're doing here. Now, normally this, and I've got it the wrong way, but that's okay. Uh, normally, again, you're gonna put a little binder there, about a little of the glue there, right? And do it. Try to get it as tight. Now, these leaves are pretty pliable. It should be anyway. So you wanna. Make sure you get it nice and tight. So, so with this, so with this, this, um, this wrapper and this binder and this filler that we have, mm-hmm. a lot of layers. I, I'm thinking. I'm oh, thinking you got, you're not going to do the whole thing. So I'm thinking. We're going to cut here. it, right? What what liquor or, or what beverage would we have? What would complement this cigar? So this one, I would say a light whiskey, maybe one of the Japanese ones. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about those. Um, or something like a Basil Hayden, something that's, uh, or something that's, that's been, something that's been aged in like a, a sherry cask or okay. something like that. Okay. All right. And then cut this little end thing off. <laughs> there you go. Look at you. Now, now like she said, we're not, we're not, we won't put a cap on it, but that piece that you have left over, mm-hmm. you would form that into a cap. Look at this guy. And that would be the piece you cut off. When you're ready oh, to when smoke. You use that cutter deal? Right, right, okay. right. And you can cut with a guillotine or you can cut with a V cut or a cat eye cutter, which some people call it. But most but most common is the guillotine cut, which is a straight edge cut. Right. I don't think this how it's supposed to look. Oh, it's good for your first time. <laughs> wow Wayne. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's Wild Wayne Unchained, the podcast. Today we're at Whiskey and Sticks with Kelda Summers Jones. Shout out to Ken Jones as well. I'm learning how to uh, roll a cigar. Now we have to do the pairing. That is correct. Let's go go check out a couple of whiskeys. I know in particular when we came the other night, we tried the Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. Which uh, I was was immediately... uh, excited about that idea because I knew the backstory. There's a it. story. There's a story and, behind um, Uncle Nervous. What else are we going to try today? Oh, today we're going to try a um, a Japanese whiskey. That okay. would be. And the hibiki. Okay. And we're also going to try, um, we were going to do Jameson's, but I'm going to do something from Islay, which is uh, from Scotland. Okay. It's a scotch. The, it's the, called the, Lefroy. The Jameson is a, the Irish whiskey, mm-hmm, right? That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do, because we have whiskeys, I said, let's do a scotch. Okay. All perfect. right. Sound good? Good. Smoke this. It's the all new Whiskey and Stick Cigar Bar, centrally located in New Orleans at 2513 Bayou Road. There's a huge selection of bourbons and scotches for you to try, and specifically curated selections of cigars at great prices. Also, there's the wonderfully appointed outdoor patio for smoking, and you can enjoy the fire pit, roast s'mores, or watch the game. And it's also available for parties. 
Ask about our gift cards, gift baskets, and customized cigar platters for your next event. Also in 2019, Whiskey and Sticks rolled out the Slow Your Roll Cigar Rollers. They'll be conducting on-site and off-site cigar rolling classes, and the hostesses are also available to come to your event and do live cigar rolling demos or to hand roll, serve, cut, and light for your guests. Visit our website at www.whiskeyandsticks.com or call 504-444-8454. It's Whiskey and Sticks. And we're back with Wild Wayne Unchained, the podcast. Now, we attempted to roll some cigars earlier. Attempt, attempt, attempt. I, I tried my hardest. Yours look far better than mine. But, you know, I learned something today about the different components that you use to make a cigar. Not the ones you buy, but the hand-rolled. Uh, and now, at this point, you got to pair it with something. And, and we're going to taste some of these premium uh, whiskeys and scotches? That's right. Okay, so what do we have here today? So today we're going to be tasting our Japanese representation, which is a Centauri whiskey. This is a Vicky Harmony. Okay. Uh, this is a very nice whiskey, especially when ladies come in and they say they don't drink brown, they want to try something new. This is my uh, introductory whiskey to the ladies. It, is it smooth? It's smooth. Okay. It's, um, it's aged in, I want to say, sherry cast. Here we go. So, it's really sweet. And it really takes on a different flavor. Very, very much so. Okay. And then we have a representation from uh, Scotland. It's okay. It's a scotch. Okay. So that's what a scotch is. It's uh -huh. from Scotland. Um, it has the most smokier Lafar. taste. They are, Lef yes. They are very smoky. And some of them aren't. Some of them are really, really okay. mellow. They have some that are aged in uh, rum casks, so they get a little bit of sweetness. Now, it's called Lafroy. Lafroy. Now, wasn't Scotland once run... And reigned by African rulers? Uh, yeah. Because it sounds like an African. Lafroy. That's Lafroy. <laughs> Lil Lafroy. You thinking uh, about the night wall. You talking about uh, Lil Troy. Oh, oh. Lafroy. Lafroy. Scotch whiskey. Uh -huh. Okay. And is it a high proof? It is. And this is actually from Islay, which is um, in Ireland. So okay. It's just a wonderful, you know, area. Um, okay. It has something to do with like the salt content okay. in the air and how it's aged. It's really, really good. But now, it's, it's smoky, so yeah. Now that's 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that, that means it's been sitting away for 10 years? Mm -hmm. That is correct. So at least 10 years. At least okay. 10. <laughs> so it may be more, but we know it's at least 10. That is correct. Now is that a blend or is that a, a single malt? This is a straight scotch. It is not a blend. So. Okay. So what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. Okay. Um, this one, Uncle Nearest, this is a uh, whiskey, a bourbon, um, which is, bourbon is in America, right? Okay, so okay. Scotch is in Scotland, mm -hmm. is in America. Um, this one, is, it's got a great story. Uh, Uncle Nearest uh, was a slave who uh, the Jack Daniels folks, in the very beginning, they enlisted his help in learning and teaching um, their master distillers how to make Jack Daniels. And so... Yeah. But he never got any credit. No, he never did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the family, they still live in the area. And, you know, they just... There's a very rich story to this product. Yes. Uh, I read, uh, I think, an article in the New York Times. And if you want the whole story, what are you going to have to do? Google, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Nearest. Uh, but really incredible story. I want to get on to these incredible glasses and the pairings. And these are glasses that have a... 
holder for the cigar, which I think is so unique. Now that's fancy there. Uh, and it says it's whiskey and sticks whiskey on it. And sticks. <laughs> nice, nice. So these are these are these are made for whiskey and sticks. Whiskey and sticks. Nice, okay. nice. Um, yeah, this is a fun, this is a fun little thing, and I thought I'd share with you our uh, bone shaker cigar. So that's my gift to you today. Oh, thank you. Now, out let me ask you this: Previously, you you and Wayne was rolling cigars. Uh-huh. What would we call this? What, that's what's a, tu- a tubo? I want to say. Okay, a tubo. Yeah. Okay, a tubo. Okay, yeah, cool. I, you know, I'm still learning as well. So gotcha. I'm gotcha. Only, again, I'm only five months into this. And you, you chose this because it will pair well with what we're drinking. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna do a V cut on these. Okay. Because you're a more experienced smoker, right? So right. a V cut for you is going to allow for a cleaner, more well, the draw unencumbered draw. That's right. 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 A flat cut I would probably do for you. Okay. That's going to make it a little bit. So you don't have to draw as as heavy, right? Yeah. Well, you will have to draw heavy. Oh Lord. You're not going to get as much of that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Punch is another cut. Okay. This is where they just kind of dig a hole in there. Okay. And that is going to give you a nice, a nice draw as well, right? So that's kind of like the uh, after you roll it and you shape it and it kind of dries a little bit, then this cut is to cut the end off. Correct. Before you smoke it. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Some people just bite it off. Yeah, I probably would now, bite mine off. Now, now with the, the cigar, with the cigar, you chose these liquors because they're going to complement each other. Complement. They're not going to fight with it. They're going to okay. add to the flavor. Um, now, this is a um, this is a heavier uh, filler, so I'm not. I think it's Nicaraguan filler, and I'm not sure what the wrapper is, but it's a, it's a spicier cigar. So. Okay. You're going to have a little spice there, so you don't want anything that's going to compete too much. So, so your spicier wrappers are your Corojo or your Sumatras, mm-hmm. normally. Mm-hmm. Okay. But again, wrappers add very little to the flavor of your spice. Binder is what gives you... Your filler. There we go. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me back up. Filler right. is what gives you... Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I don't smoke cigars... For, for the look, mm-hmm. I smoke cigars for the effect. Yeah. And that's why I'm about to sip some of these liquors. Cause right. All right. So what we're going to do is taste what you like first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you would serve it or how you would drink it. Okay. Okay. So the first one here, that is your Hibiki. Okay. Right. This is the Hibiki. This is Harmony. Mm. And, uh, again, aged and then sherry cast. Now, should we, should, should we whiff this? Should we, yeah. should we whiff take it a, first? Take a smell of it. You might smell some of the sweet notes there. So you the, do exactly the same thing as you if, if you were appreciating a nice wine. This okay. is kind of thick. So we're taking the aroma in. We're going to take the aroma in, put your nose in there. Now this is a shot glass, so it's going to do a little injustice to it, but it gives you an idea. It's got some bite. Do you smell it? I do. Smell the fruitiness in there? All right. Yeah, and something else going on here, like a vanilla maybe Look or something. Well, that comes from your cooking skills. <laughs> and I mean, that, yeah, that's what happens. I, mean, I, I smell. That's what happens. I go to places. You're picking I go to it spice up. places. Mm-hmm. Just go smell. Yeah. I'll go up. open stuff up. I'm not supposed to open because I want to know what it smells yes. like if I'm putting it in my food. Right. So you're uh, the one lost prevention looking for. Uh, yeah. Every time I go in one of these stores. Okay. So this is the Hibiki. This is the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And now, the cool thing about this is, although it's imported nice. from Japan, Mm-hmm. Right, um, a United States company is the importer, and that's Jimmy. Right? Now, 
So this is a Jim Dean Centauri import. Now, before I, before I swig this, this is a blend or this is a straight whiskey? This is a straight whiskey. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's blend, straight. Yeah, uh, it's straight. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So it says it is a blend of the finest selection of whiskey. So it okay. Is a blend. And I was asking that because. But when you so, say blend, like there are a lot of these things are blends. Okay. You know, like you think of something like a Crown Royal that is a blend of all. So we're going to take a good whiskey and we're going to take a not so good whiskey and we're going to blend it and we're going to make a, a palatable, palatable, you know what I'm trying to say, whiskey. Because whiskey, when it comes out, it is strong. It has a punch to it. 190, 160 proof. So we have to kind of dumb it down a little okay, to make it make it drinkable. Different blends. Okay, gotcha. think of something like, I use Crown Royal because that's something people, you know. Very familiar with. Mm-hmm. A, a, a single, it's like single barrel or single whiskey thing that they do, which is one of the fifty whiskeys that they use. Okay. The regular Crown Royal. You say that's Japanese? That is. It's kicking like kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got Man, some kicking. That's Bruce. That's Bruce Lee right there. It's y'all. smooth. Now what's the next one? The next mm. one is Little Troy. Little okay. Troy. <laughs> little Troy. From little. Okay. <laughs> now, now this one This smells completely different single malt, When you say single malt Single malt I mean it, it hasn't been touched by nothing else It's not blended with anything Correct. Single malt. All right. Now you know as per what you said earlier That those scotches had more of a smoky taste I never I was like yeah whatever It's because of the But balance. as soon as I smell it You can smell the smokiness It's the barrel The hints of it's smoke charred. in it The barrel The insides of the barrel are charred And it picks up the flavor But like Miss Kelder said earlier You can store them in sherry cask mm-hmm. And it picks up a different flavor They, sell them, they store them in rum casks yeah. Scotches for men Scotch, Scotches uh, I, I'm sorry I didn't say that uh, Edit that out uh, <laughs> Scotch is a hard drink. I, 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 when I talk to my friends and we decide, hey, we're going out, we're going to smoke a cigar, and we're going to get something to drink, and I mention scotch, a lot of them say, man, I'm not messing with scotch. You have some scotches that really punch you in the chest. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to taste this one, and I hope I don't get punched in the chest, but scotches are, are, are really smoky. They are, but there are some that aren't. And there are some that are lighter. Like there is a, a Valdini, mm-hmm. which is... Again, aged in a rum cast. Right. So you okay. Right. Okay. Right. I was gifted. I was gifted a bottle of um, Glen Grant. Mm-hmm. Glen Grant, and I, I I turned the bottle around. I read the back of the bottle, and it was actually, uh, um, um, it was in a sherry cask or a rum cask. I'm not sure, but it, it wasn't straight. It was straight Scotch, but it gave, it it took on a different flavor. Mm-hmm. It does, and, and again, the aroma of it is just, you know, very smoky. So very but I can imagine if paired with the right thing, it'd probably be a good little combination. With a cigar, could you, you can uh, a cigar, smoke and smoke. Mm-hmm. Now, now we have shots of this. This is normally sipped, mm-hmm. correct? Well, you see, I'm sipping it. Right. I gave you a little bit because we're gonna. When you decide which one you like, I'm gonna give you a full pour of that, and then you'll. Yeah. And, and another thing that we have to take into consideration, um, you know, the ice. Okay. What are you adding to this? What are you having with it? Yeah, so you you have, uh, let's try this this third one is the Uncle Nearest, Mm -hmm. which is an American uh, whiskey. whiskey. And I also want to point out, so if you look at the spelling of whiskey here, that's Mm -hmm. kind of an idea of where where it's coming from. If it doesn't have an E 
It's wow. normally imported, right? Uh -huh. It's normally it's imported. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. I was out of the country. Yeah. This one has EY. EY. So right, right, right. So this is the uncle nearest, and my husband loves this. I think he loves it because of this, the backstory. We have had it on the back of our bar since we opened. Because uh -huh. when we heard the story, we were like, we have to have that on our bar. Because gotcha. it's a black-owned distillery. Right. And I just love the story of it. So Google it. Google it. <laughs> and support it, it when you see it. Because you, right. if you go to the average bar, like I was at one of these really hoity-toity places the other day, and I asked for Uncle Nearest, and they didn't have it. Um, when you go to these places, ask for it. Right. They're gonna, then that means they're going to go and buy it and, gotcha. and have it for gotcha. you. Gotcha. Um, and once you read the story, you will want to support it. I mean, because it's a very unique story. Even if you're not a bourbon or whiskey drinker, you know, have it. Yeah. Because you're going to have company. Someone you know will enjoy it. Exactly. So, and, and it's it's a great conversation piece, also. You know, I mean, you can go get O number seven. You can go get the crown stuff, but get it, put it on your bar, and someone's going to enjoy the story. And I even venture so far as to say. Mm, okay. That's right. That's an import. That's a, and it's a blended whiskey. That's right. And this is a premium Uncle Nearest, 1856. I'm taking that's the the year that Uncle Nearest introduced O number seven. O number seven into his distilling process. If you don't know who O number seven is, uh, that will be Google it. There you go, <laughs> Mister Google it to you. Uh, I like the Uncle Nearest. But what's your favorite? Uh, the Habiki. Mm -hmm. I'm not really feeling the Lafroy. The smoke is a little bit overwhelming to me. Uh -huh. Now, actually, I don't, and I don't know if this might sound really odd, but I just imagine a little small shot of that and some Gouda cheese. Because huh? yeah. I like smoked Gouda. Like, I know it sounds like a very odd combination, but I think that would be. Yeah. Wow, Wayne. Unchained for real, <laughs> or maybe even with some sort of uh, something that go. I've heard of cheese and wine, I've never heard of cheese and hey. whiskey. Oh, no, it's so good with it. You know what else is good with it? Because you just chocolate. you would just be chocolate. sipping little oh, taste yes. of it, chocolate not and whiskey. Chocolate and whiskey. Come mm. on, do it. Now, that, that's the cigar. There's a brand of cigar, I'm not going to plug their name, but. It's the little square box press cigars, mm -hmm. and they have the mint, they have the mocha, they have the chocolate. I'm saying, get a piece of semi sweet or dark chocolate. Right, okay. right, right, right. Put that in your mouth, let that melt, and then take a little sip of whiskey. As a chaser. What? Come on. You so are, you're teaching me something now. It, I'm all in. It's 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 Nirvana. Right. Is what it is. Nirvana. So which one did you like? I, I'm gonna go with Lil Troy. <laughs> well, because I say that because uh, because uh, I've been privileged to have the Habiki before, uh -huh. and the Uncle Nearest uh, doing my uh, my reconnaissance with my man Maine there, we had a little bit of that Uncle Nearest, the Lil Troy. I'm saying that wrong. Could you please Lefroy? Lefroy. I don't want people to think I'm out the box, but Lefroy is something I've never had before. I've had whiskeys, and I've had. Uh, I've had whiskeys from Ireland, but I've never had this particular whiskey. So I'm going to indulge if you allow me. I will. Oh, I'm shit, there we go. That. I'm probably going to have a little bit of the Habiki. Mm -hmm. so now, Ms. Kelder. Yes, sir. 
Now that Wayne has his Habiki, uh-huh. you're going to have some Habiki. I'm having the Lafroy, which is scotch. Right. How do we serve this? Is this a neat so drink? This is neat how you have it right now, right? Okay, and that's no rocks. That's nothing but the nothing liquor in the glass. The liquor. Um, this is how most you know whiskey drinkers would drink. Warm it up a little bit, okay. Now these haven't been refrigerated. They this is not. this is room temperature. <laughs> right. Okay. And notice the pour. So you see the level there. A lot of people will say, uh, you know, that's not a lot of liquor. <laughs> that is a lot. That's oh, one finger. That is. So that's yeah. a two ounce pour okay. right there. Um, you know, that's when you get a pour like that, you sit there and you savor it. You don't, you know, gulp it. And so that's the idea. Of right, the right, right. So previously, we, we were talking about we eat with our eyes. But liquor we drink with our nose. Mm-hmm. So we're going to... So, right. All right. So we have this glass. Now, there are several different types of glasses that you can use. This is actually a hand-blown shot glass. Okay. Um, this is a great way to drink if you want to do, like, a, a beer and a whiskey back or some a whiskey and a beer back, that kind of stuff. Okay. You can use it. Okay. Like a that. chaser. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is also a Glencairn uh, glass, which okay. is Glencairn glass. As you see, it's like a tulip shape. Mm-hmm. Again, and you can swirl the swirl. swirl. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a snifter. Now, this would be more for your brandies, your cognacs. Cognacs. Again, made to hold in your hand. You warm it up with your, your body temperature. It, it has a purpose. It has a purpose. Right. And here is another um, a great uh, little glass for whiskey drinking. Again, it's got the tulip shape. Mm-hmm. Good for smelling. Right. Getting that aroma in there. Not good if you're going to include some ice. Okay, right? okay. So most of this would be neat. And those are sifters? I mean, sifters. Snifters. Snifters, so okay. Glass. And it's four glasses, mm-hmm. okay. And this is a, so scotch or whiskey glass. So when, so, when, so when whiskey is ordered, uh-huh. now you, you as the bartender, do you decide the glass or does the customer yeah, decide? on how you want it. Okay. If you told me you wanted something on the rocks, Gotcha. You're, I'm not going to put it in this okay, because gotcha. A, how many rocks are you going to put in there? Okay, okay. I probably use a rock glass. Rock glass. Mm-hmm. Your basic um, rock glass. Because you guys are having cigars, I gave you those. But yeah, your yes. basic rock glass. And these glasses are off the chain, man. Yeah, I, I know I know it's podcast and you can't see them, <laughs> but it has an indention in it where you can actually slide your cigar. Uh-huh. It's a holder. Yeah, it's a holder built into the cigar. This is dope. Yeah. You know, I know I'm sitting here sounding like a wino. <laughs> You know, and, and so, people gonna judge me after this podcast. <laughs> they gonna say, "Man, you you know a lot about liquor." Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're ordering a drink, you're gonna they're gonna say, "You want it neat or do you want it on the rocks?" Okay, and neat being okay. And what are rocks? Rocks is ice. Yes. Ice. And Google it. We make our own ice here. Um, we do the cube. We do the sphere, and we also have the smaller uh, uh, cubes and diamond shaped. Okay. We have these that are really for like if you're doing a. Um, a like a drink in a column glass or something like that. I, See, I, was, I was about to ask, that is that for aesthetics? But that's it has a purpose. Has a purpose. For different so glasses, right? Like the cube and the sphere, um, they are going to melt slowly. Mm-hmm. And so that means your water content is not going to be overpowering in your drink. Gotcha. It's going to melt slow as mm-hmm. you drink. Right. It's not going to dilute it as fast. Let's say if I just poured a bunch of ice cubes in it. Right, 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 right. Um, so I, we usually serve it with the cube, you know. 
okay. or, or the, the, the sphere. The sphere. Um, if someone says they want it on the rocks and they want a little water in it, I'll probably use a smaller ice just mm -hmm. to chill it. Okay. And then I'll, you know, add some water. And some, I mean, I've got folks that come in and they want a, literally an eyedropper drop full of water. And that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's just to cut it. Opens it up. Well, it opens it up. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Changes the whole flavor gotcha. of it. And I, I will say, if you want to take one of these ice cubes and, and, and it does change the flavor of it. Yeah, yeah, I want an ice so cube. So I, I heard you say earlier, some people put it in their hands and warm it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then now you say we can have it neat. That's without ice. Right. You say we can have it with ice cubes. With ice cubes, it gets the different levels of water, which Correct. actually dilutes it. Correct. Okay, and that makes and it easier to drink? It just makes it different. Some people like it a little bit diluted. Mm -hmm. and, and it's each person's preference. It's, it's your preference. Gotcha. There's no right or wrong way. It's just what you like. Like I always say, there's no such thing as a bad whiskey. Yeah. It's just some whiskeys are better than others. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it all depends on how you want to drink it. Well, this has been a, a great learning experience for me uh, to find out about the, these fine premium cigars and fine premium whiskeys and find these fancy cups with cigar holders. Uh, but also, you know, finding out a little bit about the, the culture of uh, women, especially, and, and folks like now. Uh, smoking cigars in a fashionable way. So uh, I wanted to just thank you for having us today and, and teaching us a little bit about it as well. Uh, but tell folks exactly where you're located so they come visit your, your store, your speakeasy. Yeah, we're at 2513 Bayou Road. Uh, when you come, just ring the bell and we will let you come on. And if you're interested in information about memberships, just go to our website, whiskeyandsticks.com. Okay, another edition of the Wild Wayne Unchained podcast That's right. in the books. We have more for you guys uh, on next week. Make sure and check us out on iTunes uh, or Podbean. Just Google it. Google it. Google it. In the Big Easy, we party from dusk to dawn and up to work in the morning, sharing our culture, our city, everywhere we go. And New Orleans. to the Wild Wayne Unchained podcast. Make sure and follow us on social media at Wild Wayne Unchained. And for advertising or sponsorship opportunities, contact us at wildwayneunchained at gmail.com.